When you look at the 80s, and we're talking about what we're thankful for in the 80s, right? Mm. I'm thankful for Canada. Interesting. It's a weird little spin because obviously, you know. No, I love that. Michael J. Fox. And Michael the J. Fox. guy. Yeah. I mean, he is the 80s, right? Yeah. Leslie Nielsen. Mm. An airplane. Naked Gun. I mean, like, John Candy. John Mother Effing Candy. Yeah. Um, Dan Aykroyd. Rick Moran. Rick Moranis might be one of my favorite actors of all time. You love him so I much. love because I love his story, yeah. and I love who he was. And again, that kindness, that Dan Aykroyd, that sweetness. Like yeah. These guys are just like the sugary. Dan- I love that. Yeah. Uh, Corey Haim. Corey Haim. Come on. He? No, he had a little rough run. <laughs> yeah. Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's awesome. I mean, yeah. And then Roddy Roddy Piper. Yeah. He's Canadian? I didn't know that. He's Canadian. That's awesome. He's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I am thankful. Uh, this That's great. It's warm and fuzzy. For, I, I, you'd love it. Yeah. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakashane, darling, Dakashane. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, nothing says gobble, gobble, gobble like a low mortgage percentage. Great ad. Great ad. Well, usually you come out swinging. That was this, that thanks, was this Thanksgiving, Max. D-minus. Do yourself a favor. Do your friends a favor. And, and make sure eat you go turkey. and go to Sonic Loans. <laughs> Sonic Loans, Charlie and his team, they're a, a team of family. They are there to help you. They are there to guide you. They're going to berate you about gonna, your job choices. No, and choices. no, no, no. They're going to they're going to sit down at that table with you. They're going to say grace and they're going to make sure that you <laughs> who'd you vote for? <laughs> <laughs> Sonic Loans is the best place to go get a loan or to refinance the mortgage that you have right now. Reach out to Charlie and his team today. In the world of mortgages, you make the wrong move and you're not eating turkey, you're eating government cheese. And we want to make sure we don't have to do that. They're high government cheese. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com for a free consultation. Call 248-595-0001. 
Nothing says law like Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. How many times have you had that one uh, warrant out for your Uncle Eddie, Cousin Eddie, and they show up and they drag him out kicking and screaming? And That never happened in one of those. Merry Christmas. There's a lot of things going on right now. Bolton Legal Group, they're aggressive, they're efficient. They're the attorneys that you want in your corner this time of year because the holiday season, you got pickpocketers, grifting, thieving. Really? A lot. Dude, this is peak time of year for breaking the law. What are we doing? Let's break the law. Let's break the law. Let's purge it. Uh, Bolton Legal Group, they're here to help, they're here to support, and when you got friends like Mo and Max, you need a good attorney. So reach out to Ian and his team today of incredible lawyers. Tell them the Buzz in the Tower sent you. They're going to take care of you and protect you this holiday season. Today's episode, Buzz in the Tower gives thanks. Food, football, and friendship. Show me another holiday that is built as perfectly as Thanksgiving. You don't like sweet potato pie? No problem. We got pumpkin pie. Not a fan of turkey? That's cool. Help yourself to one of the other 14 side dishes at the table. You're a Panther or Cardinals or God help you Bears fan? Don't worry. Today you can ignore the ineptitude of your team and watch the 8-2 Detroit Lions beat down the Packers. A holiday rooted in gratitude sets the stage for a classic Buzz in the Tower episode. Today on the show, we'll take some time to give thanks to the 80s movies, moments, and actors who filled our hearts and souls with the warm, fuzzy feelings. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the cranberry sauce to an otherwise perfect Thanksgiving feast, Max Sanders. And with that... You want to hurt me? Go right ahead if it makes you feel any better. I'm an easy target. Yeah, you're right. I talk too much. I also listen too much. I could be a cold-hearted cynic like you. But I don't like to hurt people's feelings. Well, you think what you want about me. I'm not changing. I like, I like me. My wife likes me. My customers like me. Because I'm the real article. What you see is what you get. Those aren't pillows. How about Ma- the Bears? Max, I'm so How about them bears? I'm so focused because we are 24 hours away from Thanksgiving. I'm so focused. Forward down the field. I'm I'm just being kind to you. Like that is today's goal. It's failed. Is, I know. Because you already interrupted my monologue. In the no, beginning. you berated me for having socks on, which was what <laughs> I was supposed to do. Berate you for having socks on. I berated you for debating the sock conversation with me again. What's it matter if I debate if I have the socks on? Max, happy Thanksgiving, yeah. buddy. I love you so much. What's your favorite part of Thanksgiving, food-wise? Uh, anything potato-based. I'm a big fan. Yeah. And green bean casserole. My sister makes it just like my mom did. It's so, very good. Walk me through the atomic potatoes. All right. Should we do some other things first? I don't know. This is pretty important. Yeah. Well, you started off with lions. Should I take a little dip into that? Turducken? Are you going to take a bite of that John Madden turkey to this year? Let me let me tell you something right now. That thing is genetically like altered. That, in- <laughs> that Lions game. Yeah. That Veronica Vaughn. <laughs> I sat there watching that game with rage in my heart. Were you for, with Bruce? I was with Bruce and my son Aaron, and we were in our basement because I'd sold the tickets to the Bears game to the Bears game a while ago. And I watched that game, and all I wanted to do is punch my fist through my television, which I couldn't do because the TV's the nicest thing I own. And I have to tell you, Max, four minutes, seventeen unanswered points. Yep, that just doesn't happen. Nope, that doesn't happen to anybody. That's the first time in twenty years that's happened. Because right? in the first time yeah. in forever, sorry, a little, yeah, a little frozen for you. 
Uh, yeah, I mean the Lions. Eight, yeah, eight and two. When go- you're playing a when you're playing a powerhouse like the Bears, you know uh, it's always a great win. How are the Patriots doing this year? Uh, last twenty two years, pretty good. Not to this year, just this year. Live in the now, Max. Uh, number one pick, Caleb Williams. Here <laughs> do we they come. have the number one pick? They'll get it. <laughs> they're they're choo choo chewing their way down that track. Uh, okay, then to your second question about my favorite part of food. Let me first say. Welcome to the Buzz in the Tower Thanksgiving special. One week late. Uh, <laughs> I guess technically it is late, but we were, we were recording it uh, the day before Thanksgiving. If this is your first time listening to the show, subscribe, follow, leave a review. Uh, for more content, at Buzz in the Tower, B-U-Z-Z-N, the Tower. Website, buzzinthetower.com. Hop on there today. Buy something for a loved one. Uh, you can't show family how you feel about them without buying them something. This is America, capitalism. Uh, consume, consume, you know the drill. Mm, they it, live. It, it, yes. Well, I got a little something for you later about they live. Additionally, I got nothing additionally. What were we talking about? Food, favorite yeah. food, potato-based items. I'm a huge fan no, of. No, walk me through the atomic potatoes. What, what's we've, in got, them? we've got homemade fresh mashed potatoes. You got to take the potato. You got to skin it, but not perfectly. Massage it. I like a little, I give it a little rub. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> then after you're done making the mashed potatoes, you are Do you keep skin on or no? A little bit. I, okay. I'm not a lot, just a little bit. I saw a new technique, by the way. If you cut around the center of a, mash, of a potato and boil it, mm-hmm. the skin comes off of both sides super mm-hmm. easy. So you don't mm-hmm. have to peel it like you normally do. Just put the skin on your face and talk to him. Damn it. That's Jim Pembry. <laughs> no silence of the lambs love yeah, today. That's no. all right. So uh, that's good. Jim Pembry. Oh, that's jo- oh good. <laughs> all right. Come on now. Um, <laughs> Our mics are so, there's a, they're they're so they're, good. They're, Coster, these mics, you can hear every terrible thing that we say. Yeah. Like, it's beautiful. So anyways, we uh, we take those mashed potatoes and then we're going to add a few things to them. Three different cheeses, uh, a blend of cheddar mozzarella and then i throw a little parmesan at the end no brie no oh. that's a terrible idea have you ever uh have you heard brie on mashed potatoes max i'm sure it wouldn't be bad are you just showing off that you know the word brie no little, little column thanksgiving just yeah. be nice to max be nice to max uh then we uh take bacon we don't do bacon bits we get thick cut bacon mm-hmm. we make the bacon then we Ooh. chop that bacon on our own throw that in there with some sour cream and chives and about a pound and a half of garlic salt and we're ready to rock jesus roll. christ well i Sounds tried great yeah it's incredible it's My mouth pleaser. Warm, how much warm, butter's warm, in that thing a lot yeah i stopped counting after like, 10 sticks like homer's moon waffles you wrap the mashed potatoes around a stick of butter how could you let me get like this i'm not the one who told you to put <laughs> butter in your coffee homer so yeah i mean yeah there's a ton of different i mean you know me i deep fry turkey that is the piece De resistance, not mm-hmm. Pierre, yeah. as you've called it in the past. Yeah. There's nobody named Pierre at my Thanksgiving meal. But the deep fried turkey is the bomb. But it's we've got 26 people coming this year. So mm-hmm. it's a typical you-know-what show. Yeah. My family goes to a steakhouse usually. I know. Yeah. What was the last word you said? My usually. Steak? Oh, usually. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't. You did one of your mash the words together. Mash, You atomic mashed potato your words. Yeah. Oppenheimer did. Oppenheimer. Max, today's show is a special one. We, uh, we're going to give thanks. There's a lot of things that took place in the 1980s from a film perspective, from our favorite movies, our favorite actors. And as two gentlemen, I'm calling you a gentleman as part of my dedication to being kind to you today. Thank you. Who are really thriving and loving the 80s movie scene. <clears throat> Today's an opportunity to talk about what we're thankful for. We should have a day of grievances, too. Things we're not thankful for. It's a great idea. Like an airing like, of We'll the do that on your birthday. Festivus. Um, <laughs> That's, isn't it? The airing of grievances. Yeah. 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 Like, what, what made you most angry about 80s movies? Are you asking me that question right now? Sure. Because that's not what we're doing right now. Okay. I just didn't know if you'd already forgotten what we're doing right now. Are you I with don't know. Me? It sounds interesting. Stay with me. Yeah. It does. It does. Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Be nice to Max. Be nice to Max. Be nice to You're Max. You're failing. You make it so hard. Yeah. I try. So what are you grateful for? Yeah, stuff. Max, um, I'm really excited 
because I, I had a conversation with you about this episode. You have a tendency to go off the rails when you're given a little bit of flexibility. Yeah, should I go with- I want you to start and I don't want you to do your thing where like, do you want my wild answer, my weird answer? My just 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 give me your give me your guff. Give me what you got. Okay. What is what are you grateful for? I think about this guy once a week, Ooh. if not more. Oh man. He's important to me. Oh, and I didn't Jesus. think so because it was a movie I was very reluctant to watch. Yeah. I wouldn't have watched it unless we had this podcast. So I'm yeah. grateful for you for bringing this guy into my life. Oh, so you're grateful for me? Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, you, yeah. I'm kidding. Incidentally. I didn't mean to derail, yeah, I yeah. Didn't derail you. So, A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. You're, we're talking the movie? Are yeah. you talking Wes Craven? Are you talking Robert England or just the movie? Well, no, no. I'm, I'm giving you, I'm setting the stage. Oh, st- excuse me. Yeah. I need to shut up. Yeah. The guy who's trying to convince Freddy Krueger to calm down by the pool. <laughs> you do love that guy. <laughs> it's the best moment. It's it, incredible. It's like it You're comes so from, right. You're so right. It comes from outer space. No one's ever tried to hostage negotiate so Freddy Krueger. So true. <laughs> Setting the scene of this, these kids, like they know something weird's going on at their school. They know that they live by Elm Street. They yep. know that people have died in the past, but there is no like widespread acceptance that the supernatural is happening. Yeah, and the pool's boiling. Right. This isn't like uh, Poltergeist when all the neighbors recognize, okay, like something crazy's happening. Yeah. And all of a sudden, to your point, the pool's boiling. <laughs> Some guy pops up. Like speaking face no like English, face like mashed potatoes, face like mashed potatoes, <laughs> torn red and black sweater, With knives knife, for yeah. fingers, and he's slashing people. Yep. And one guy at that party, <laughs> makes, one guy at that party is like, "Hey, hey, hey, we're all friends here, man. Yeah. It's gonna be just I'm fine. here to help." You. I am so proud. This is a great way to start. You, you, you nailed the assignment. You Thank knew, you. you. You got it. Yeah. You, it's incredible. I was worried. No, it was too good. obscure. That's, yeah. No, that's not obscure. That's yeah. fantastic. It's like him and the guy who tried to box Freddy. Oh God! Remember him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't try to one-two, Mister Freddy Krueger. Oh my God, that's really, really good. Yeah. Um, can I can I come out the gate with just like a powerhouse of an answer? Sure, John Hughes. Wow. Uh, and and I know we're going to talk about other stuff, but I just and every once in a while we do this. It's worth doing it again. Let me just start with: Is it the planes, trains, kind of Thanksgiving thing you it, were feeling? It's not just that. Well, well, we'll get into that separately. But when okay. I think about the '80s, when you think about John Hughes, let's again. Just talking about the 80s, as a director, 16 Candles in 84, Breakfast Club in 85, Weird Science in 85, Ferris Bueller's Day Off in 86, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles in 87, She's Having a Baby in 88, Uncle Buck in 89. That's just, mind you, as a director. When you go to his writing credits. There's 16, right? There's a lot. And some of this will overlap, obviously. And I'm not doing all of them because some of these I don't care about. But some of these movies are movies that you love, Max, like Mr. Mr. Mom Mom in 83. National Lampoon Vacation in 83, 16 Candles, which he also directed in 84, The Breakfast Club, which he also directed in 85, National Lampoon European Vacation, love it or hate it, it's a good movie. I mean, it's not the first one, but I still love it. What's the defining John Hughes movie for you? Well, we'll we'll get to that in a second. You're going to keep going? Classic derailing mid-sentence, Max. Sorry. Unbelievable. Be thankful for Max. Be thankful for Max. Pretty in Pink. 86, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, 86, Some Kind of Wonderful, 87, Planes, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, 87, She's Having a Baby in 88, The Great Outdoors in 88, Uncle Buck in 89, Christmas Vacation in 89. Yeah. I mean, and by the way, just for posterity, Home Alone in 90. That doesn't count. I know, but Max, Home Alone. Yeah. Beethoven, too. Yeah. And one. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I had to dad joke the heck out of you. Uh, So... Saying that I'm thankful for John Hughes, it's not just, this isn't just a Thanksgiving thing. This isn't a planes, trains, and automobiles thing. This is a flat out, 
he was the what what Rocky Four was to eighties film. Mm. If you wanna if you wanna reduce and boil down all of the eighties and say what is the eighties, I say it's Rocky Four. It's an over the top music video, America versus Russia. Yeah, let's go. Oiled up, man. That's that's the eighties. Yeah. From a creative standpoint, if you want to talk about who's the 80s, it's John Hughes. There is nobody else that you could singularly put in that category. If he doesn't exist, I don't know that we're doing this podcast. You think? Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't. I think action-wise, we'd still do it, but we don't. We wouldn't have a heart. You see what I'm saying? There would still be Sylvester miles Stallone. Miles and miles and, of heart, Max. Yeah. Miles and miles of There'd heart. There'd still be so. Sylvester Stallone and Arnold's kind of stuff. I know, but yeah. man, oh, man. Yeah. He John, gives you an emotional- John he, Hughes. He gave teenagers a voice. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Like- I don't know much about his childhood. Seems like he's probably pretty lonely. I you know, know. I mean, he's probably geeky. You're in a lot of trouble with words today again, aren't you? No, I'm not. It feels like you are. Max. So, what, everyone said, I didn't say martial arts wrong. Who said? Got, who's everyone? Selena. <laughs> Selena, right. Oh, here we go again. It's been a long time since we've had your fiance come on the show and reprimand me for yeah. being mean to you. I also love, this is why I love you and I will do a podcast with you until I die. What? That you have somehow co-opted your fiance's opinion to people yeah plural that's what you do everyone right that's my no, team it's terrible i'm jerrying it it's unbelievable i love it i love i love selena yeah it's a good thing i love her because otherwise well, she'll kill you she is, she is scary yeah uh all right max back to you what are you thankful for so i kind of got nostalgic for a second i was thinking oh, about man. like emotions what makes the 80s unique you know kind of in a vacuum and i was thinking about like americana and i was thinking about like cultural zeitgeist and what was important back then mm-hmm. and what isn't now like mm-hmm. what do i like what do i kind of glean from the 80s mm-hmm. and baseball movies you do love baseball movies yeah just the americana of it it's like the ballpark the day-to-day routine of it the captivation of kind of america as a whole how it can bring a town together or a team together i'm a little bit jealous of you and bruce in this regard um because you guys both love baseball in that you don't love it in the way that you're like obsessed and you're following a team. You have the love of the sport proper. Yeah. So, uh, have you I just s- don't have that. Have you seen Moneyball? Yeah. So, remember when Brad Pitt goes, How can you not be romantic about baseball? Yeah. After watching that, you get that. that guy. Yeah. Like, there's something about it. I mean, it's what, 150 years old. And like, they do different. I mean, like, in but the. You 80s, and your dad went, didn't you? You and your dad go to like, some, yeah. Yeah. Like, big, you just have that. Like, well, I, Red Sox, too. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, like, I mean, and you have all these different kind of vibes with it. You have the natural, which yep. is, you know, 1940s, 50s, Babe Ruth. Yep. Make it, don't make it kind of stuff. Feel the dreams when it comes to dads and sons. And, you know, here one comes have, my favorite. One have a catch. Major League. <laughs> God darn right. Yeah, where it's a little bit rowdy, kind of people on the end of their career, the starting of it and how that kind of connects. Bull Durham, where it's the psychology of kind of how you can live with baseball in your life and also yeah, yeah. love in your life. And even Brewster's Millions is oh, a little. Yeah, yeah. No, it's baseball for sure. Yeah. So uh, the Mud Hawk. No, what is it? The Mud, mud Hens? Mud Hens. Yeah, I think, I think so. it is. Yeah. 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 But, uh, I don't know. And it's like all these different personality types and like you can have a John Candy catcher or yeah. you can have Willie Mays Hayes, you yeah, know, yeah. being all cool with his little Rolls Royce yeah. VW. There's something wildly kind of everyday and just old school American about baseball. That's kind of you can't make a movie like that nowadays. Baseball, even. And again, this is coming from someone. I'm not a baseball guy. Yeah. Everything about baseball feels nostalgic, even when it's contemporary. Oh, yeah. There's there's this weird. um it's you know what it is. Well, it's, there's no there's no stop clock. And, and, yeah. and it's interesting because it almost is the same way that like I think I've talked to you about this before, how November and December are my two favorite months of the year. Football like, wise. I, yeah. Not just holiday. not even it's just a holiday. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how other people are. 
But when I put Christmas music on in my car and it's like on that one radio station yeah. that plays basically straight from like November until the end of the year, Mariah Carey. I will listen to nothing like exclusively. I will listen to nothing but Christmas music for two months. Really? I, I, love I didn't it. know that about you. Upstairs right now, my tree's already up. Yeah. The, like every, I just love this time of year. And there's something about baseball that even for a guy like me mm. who does not like baseball, I at least am like getting like Cracker Jacks or popcorn. Yeah. Be, I get it. I cool. get it. It just isn't my thing. A hot dog. That's a good. This is a good. Max, you are two for two. Woo! Two for two. Yeah. On great answers. I'll tell you your first answer is my favorite. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> oh, that's really really good. I'm coming out. I'm coming out swinging hard again. Okay. I, I think you're really gonna like this a lot. I think this is gonna be one of the, the cooler things I've done that you'll dig because this is right up your alley. What do I think you're gonna get the answer to this right away? I'm gonna I'm gonna do it anyways, even if it's a little anticlimactic. What do Michael J. Fox, Leslie Nielsen, John Candy, Dan Aykroyd, Rick Moranis, Corey Haim, Kiefer Sutherland, and Roddy Piper have in common? They were in 80s movies? Yeah. What else do they have in common? They have great hair. They're all Canadian. Oh. I'm thankful for Canada. Interesting. It's a weird little spin because obviously, you know. No, I love that. Do you throw Jim Carrey in there? Well, I'm doing 80s. I guess you could. Once bitten. Yeah, yeah. you could do and that And Earth well. Girls Are Easy. Well, And, and Deadpool. And, and let me let me throw this out there. I didn't get everyone. Yeah. I just went kind of high level. Sorry. No, 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 no you're yeah, good. Because yeah. I'm sure right now our Canadian friends are like, oh, you forgot Holzer yeah. McJohnson. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, what's his face? How can I count a Reeves? Is he Canadian? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to throw him in there too, right? Oh, yeah. Is he Canadian or are we making that up? I think he's Canadian because he speaks well, French too. Yeah, he plays <laughs> oh, hockey. Yeah. Oh, my name is uh, John. <laughs> yep, Canadian, born in Beirut. Yeah, raised so, in Toronto. Let me let me say this. Okay, and and I'm throwing this out there as a theory, and I just want you to think about it for a second. Do you know how I'm kind of a prick? Yeah, I think I'm what would be considered a classic American prick. There's there's a there's a punching down to my humor. I'm kind of a bully. I'm a nice person, but like the, yeah, we're the, number one kind of stuff. Yeah, I am like like when I the opera when I evaluate. Yeah, right, right. Canadians <laughs> have this kindness to them that even in their actors and in their comedians and everything else, there's just a sweetness. Like John Candy to me is yep. like the Canadian, yeah. right? And and like William Shatner is like-, like He's Canadian? Oh yeah, he's Canadian too. Wow. And you look at the 80s and we're talking about what we're thankful for in the 80s, right? Mm. Let me go through these names again because I think it's important. Like Michael J. Fox. And Michael the J. Fox. guy. Yeah. I mean, he is the 80s, right? Yeah. Leslie Nielsen. Mm. An airplane. Naked Gun. I mean, like John Candy. John Mother Effing Candy. Yeah. Um, Dan Aykroyd. Rick Moran. Rick Moranis might be one of my favorite actors of all time. You love him. So I much. love because I love his story. Yeah. And I love who he was. And again, that kindness. That Dan Aykroyd. That sweetness. Like yeah. these guys are just like they're sugary. Dan, I love them. Dan Aykroyd's a little darker. Later in life, but his darkness well, no, like is the fun. paranormal stuff. That's, yeah, yeah and it's, it's kind of like it's, it's quirky right, and right. cute. Yeah. Like he doesn't believe in like he doesn't believe in. It's not Satanism. It, it's well, ghosts, it, right? Yeah. And he also doesn't believe in crazy theories about like you know tinfoil hat and the government's controlling us. He believes in things like aliens and fun, cute ghost type yeah. stuff. Right? Yeah. Uh, Corey Haim. Corey Haim. Come on. He uh, he had a little rough run. <laughs> yeah. Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's awesome. I mean, yeah. And then Roddy Roddy Piper. Yeah. He's Canadian. I didn't know that. He's Canadian. That's awesome. He's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I am thankful. Uh, this That's great. It's warm and fuzzy. For, I, I knew you'd love it. Yeah. Canadian bacon, milk, and bags. Come on now. Do you go to Canada at all? Can I go to can, 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 go. I got to Montreal a few times. I uh, yeah. You made it to a bachelor party out there and turned around. I left in twenty four hours. <laughs> twenty four hours. Like too much for me. Yep. Shout out to Ryan Cockrell and his. Still makes fun of me yeah, to this it's day. Terrible. It's terrible. I never went to his wedding. Uh, Max, back to you. What do you got? 
Um, let's see. So you can't have the good without the bad. So I kind of wanted to be appreciative of what I was grateful for and like what shaped me as a human being. And I went the insanely sad scenes from children's movies that are burned into my memory from 80s movies. <sighs> Where do we begin? So Atreus horse, Atreus horse in the Swamp of Sadness. Yeah. I hate you. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. It's so intense. You I, don't expect, I don't even want to have this conversation. So the horse lives. I know. Yeah. We've which, talked about yeah. this before, yeah. But, I mean. In the moment. It's but, brutal. But that poor horse actually, like, panicked and yeah. almost killed uh, Noah Hathaway. Yeah. Whose life kind of got wrecked kind of because yeah. of that movie. Like, oh, broken yeah. back and stuff like that, too. The suicidal blankie in the Brave Little Toaster. Mm-hmm. He's like, just leave me. You're like, why? Kill me. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, Mama Longneck in the Land Before Time. Oh, you're going to bring that up. Can we yeah. Move, move it along, please. I don't want to talk about She's protecting her young. Max. Yeah. That? Over the T-Rex. Max, I am not capable of yeah. watching that scene without crying. Yeah. Under any circumstances. So will you still watch it? Yeah. Okay. I'm sick. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. It makes you grateful. Like, uh, you know what I mean? It makes you appreciative that you would do that for your this kids. This is great. Is, you nailed it again, but I'm yeah. like, I'm getting sad. <laughs> uh, the Fox and the Hound's friendship ending. That was really sad with that little nod. Yeah. It's like the Grizzly Adams nod. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I they know. were friends. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, a little lighter. Actually, no, this is pretty dark, too. The left shoe in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's not that dark. Yeah. Well, they just... Remember me, Eddie! <laughs> he just murks him in a yeah, vat. He's fine. Yeah. It's just a shoe. That's a, you know, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm glad you, I'm glad you <laughs> added to that one because the others were really kind of getting me down. Yeah, okay, cool. And no more? No, you, that was, that's enough. That's enough. That is enough. Can you think of any others, Ed? I don't want to think. Can I move on to happier things? Sure. I am this Thanksgiving thankful for the movie The Empire Strikes Back. Ooh, so the perfect sequel. It, it, it's it's a meaningful movie in a cup for a couple different reasons. And I didn't leave Star Wars out because technically Star Wars is in the seventies, right? That's not even the reason that I didn't go with Star Wars. The Empire Strikes Back is one of these perfectly built films that was a combination of great dramatic storytelling, like the 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 plot twist of you know spoiler alert of Vader being uh, Luke Skywalker's father, but from a uh, Special effects perspective. Mm. When those, what are those things called? The the landwalkers, not landwalkers. The oh, oh my Jesus god, Christ. yeah, the the kind of they look like elephants. Hold on, uh, the ATATs, or they're called adats, I think, or whatever. The the giant, they look like giant horses, but they're made from evil and darkness. Yeah, like elephant giraffe kind of thing. Yeah. When I was a young warthog, when I was uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, and they're on Hoth, aka. Ice Planet, aka Michigan in the winter. Um, when, by the way, there are times when, like, in the middle of February, you'll walk out of your house in Michigan. You're like, I'm in Hoth. Like, yeah. it is, there's it's white everywhere, and there's ATATs coming at you. But I remember those first two steps. This is before Jurassic Park, right? Mm. This is before the shaking glass of water. And I just was like, this is. I, I was just. It was one of those film moments as a kid where I'm like, this has changed my perspective on the world. This movie is incredible. Hmm. That, from from the going back and meeting Yoda. Remember, too, for me, as like, and we'll talk perhaps a little prelude to something coming later, seeing Yoda and hearing Frank Oz's voice, it took all of the things I love and just the combined Muppets, them yeah. together. Yeah, and I just, Empire Strikes Back is, it's on my Mount Rushmore, man. It's one of my favorite movies ever made. Did you know Frank Oz was, I mean. I knew he, the voice immediately. Okay, really? Immediately. Yeah. As a kid, I'm like. Because it's, it's piggyish, it's, it's right? Yep. Yeah. And, me, and like, but again, I'm a little bit of an oddball. Like, yeah. I love the Muppets, but I could immediately tell it was him. Yeah. And the Darth Vader reveal is like one of the greatest moments of all time. Yeah. I mean, just. That was the most quotable thing for 10 years, yeah. right? Yeah. It's the Mandela effect, though. People misquote it all the time. It's, I am your father. Yeah, it's not, I am. It's not Luke. I am your father. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, it's 
it's not darkness. It's not Bane. Uh, no, darkness. Stop. Max, uh, I think we should do a quick break from a word from our sponsors before we hit it back to you. Sure. All right. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at wearedolby.com. When you're buying a house or selling a house, there's really only one place to go, and that is Dolby Real Estate. They have the best real estate agents in the state of Michigan, in the country, in the world. You're going to want to reach out to Dolby Real Estate. They're going to find the house that works best for you and your family. Or if you're looking to sell your house because you want to get out of town because you murdered your entire family at Thanksgiving and you're looking for a hideout. I, I don't know what the holidays does to me when it takes me to that weird place, but reach out to Dolby Real Estate today. They're they're really more than real estate agents. They're friends. They're going to help you with this process because you don't want to make the wrong decision on a house. It's like a wife and a house. Those are two things you don't want to make a mistake. Especially a wife, because then your second wife costs you the house and it's a mess. No, a house is more important. There you go. 400 million in sales, 1,000 homes sold. Reach out today. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you and get ready to fall in love with house hunting again. It doesn't have to be painful. It can be. I like the show. It could be old, painless. Yeah. Back at you, Max. So I'm trying to think if this is the right way to describe this. I like contrast in things. I like the black and white, like the farthest ends of the spectrum of sure. things. Socks, socks, no socks. Yeah. yeah. Well, they. I mean, you can appreciate two different things that are done to perfection in like a very contrasting way. Mm-hmm. So I went Hans Gruber and the Predator for showing us that villains can be perfected on both ends. Okay. So with Hans, you have this incredible kind of joking, laughing, affable, likable uh, villain who's only out for money but is still ruthless and it's kind of enjoying and chewing the scenery. And with the Predator, you have this giant physical presence that has no talking that we can relate to and just scares the crap out of us, and both of them are equally effective. I just find it's cool to see that the def- the definition of a villain doesn't have to be one or the other. You know what I mean? This is the first answer you've given that is in its own right, it's not a bad answer. I don't know how it fits into what you're grateful for. Are you making the case that you're grateful for the existence of range and bad guys in 80s movies? Yeah. Okay. There you can go. Can I just bail you out? Yeah. Okay, good. Woo. Uh, let me, can I dovetail onto that? Because one of my answers was I'm I'm grateful for the movie Predator. <laughs> Sweet. So might as well just talk about the movie Knew Predator. It. I am grateful for this movie for a couple of reasons. So let me go to the most recent reason, which is the movie Predator is the reason we have our show. Yeah, that is true. So going back to one of the most hilarious conversations that we've ever had ever, we got done bartending. We're at New York Pizza Depot. We're having a couple slices. And I start talking about the movie Predator because that is what every red-blooded American in the United States does. And you had that look. I know, I Max, there's only a handful of looks that I can identify from a mile away. Yeah. And the Max doesn't know what you're talking about look. It, it shines. It yep. shines like the sun. Yeah, I'm bad. And I'm like, yeah, you have never seen this movie. Nope. And I was a gasp. Yeah. I have never been so disappointed in you about something in my entire life. Wow. And then when you saw it, do you remember victim blaming like you're like how could you have let me live this long without seeing that movie because it is the greatest it film is. ever made it's masculinity defined it is the time capsule like i i it's take it out of the 80s it is the greatest action film ever made yep i it, it has every element that you would want in an action film so that is the contemporary reason that i'm thankful for it because it led to the show because when we started doing this podcast and you're like yeah like let's do this you lured me into it by saying our first episode Sucker. could be about the predator yeah which, for those that don't know, we did an entire episode 
like a three and a half hour episode on the predator, but there was something wrong with the mixing sound yep. and we had to redo the entire episode. Yeah. And it was, it was amazing. It was fun. I do it again. We should do another predator episode. Yeah. I mean, predator uh, revisited. So the rewatchables does heat every hundred episodes. So we should do hundred. Yeah. <laughs> Did I say hundred wrong? It's all right. You're good. How do I say it? Hundred. <laughs> what? Han Solo. Drift? I want you to listen to this. I want Selena to murder me in my sleep. So these are all recorded. She will. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it, so that's the reason we did the podcast. Now, on a, on a bigger scale, it it is the probably the root of my affinity for Schwarzenegger and action films. Like it it it, it introduced me to a passion and a love I have for yeah. just masculinity. Right. Yeah. I am not. Even though you will jokingly, not jokingly, you will constantly say, "Well, you're an alpha. You're an alpha." In my world, you know, you always say when you're at Skeeps, you're the boss, you're the mo. In my world, I'm not the alpha at all. Like, I'm only the alpha around you. I don't know. I hear you on the phone. You sound like you know, know. what you're doing. Works every once in a while. But yeah. more than that, like, I draw all of my life experience of being an alpha from the movie Predator. Who's your favorite of all the characters? Is it Arnold? God, I don't know, man. Say Lana B- for Billy, me. Billy, Billy's Yeah, Billy's amazing. the best. Well, because you're Billy. Except you'd cut yourself. No, I'm not. You're scared. He he survives in the jungle. You're Shane Black for sure. I'm kidding. You're yeah. obviously Shane. Big Black. as a house. <laughs> so the other day, I can't tell any of his jokes. They're so good. <laughs> it's a shame. All right, Max. Uh, back to you. All right, let's go. Let's go a little sleazy. Oh boy. Well, not sleazy, but like. No, it's all right. My crushes. Oh. My main crushes. What you're grateful for? Yeah, because you're. I mean, you gotta you gotta give it up for the women of the '80s. Sure. And there's just a lot lot to choose from. Uh, I went a little obscure, so. Late '80s Julia Roberts, and so she's only okay. in, she's only in one movie yeah. in the '80s. Mystic Pizza. Mystic Pizza. Yeah, yeah. She's beer drinking. She's yelling. She's, she's playing. Good. She's playing pool. Yeah. She's intense. She's America, passionate. America's girl. She'll throw lobsters on her uh, that guy's Porsche sure. when she thinks he's cheating. That's what I would do. And I'm I don't I tell them it's funny. Uh, I don't know if I should say this. Uh, <laughs> Those are my favorite statements. So when my, you have your pregnant pause. No, my fiance has naturally really curly hair. Yeah, and she straightens it all the time and yeah. thinks that it looks better straight. But when she lets it like curl and it's dirty, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. it looks like late '80s Julia Roberts curls. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. this. Why don't you keep this? Do you know what is amazing to me? What of all the things that come out of your mouth? Yeah, right. You have this like actual sincere kind of cute statement to make about your relationship that's like relatable and normal and not weird. That's not weird. And you're like, I don't know if I should say this. Meanwhile, five minutes later. Yeah, you know, I kind of have a fetish for like tall women that have big dogs. Yeah, <laughs> like, but that's fine. But this is yeah. speaking of which, my other uh, my other love is Jennifer Beals in Flashdance. Yeah, you do love her when she has the tuxedo top at the fancy restaurant. Yeah, and she kind of gives the business to his ex wife. Yeah, and she's eating the lobster you and do? just the yeah. lobster gets you as long as yeah, the women I guess, involved I guess, with lobster. Yeah. Uh, that's weird. Next thing you're going to tell me, Demi Moore from One Crazy Summer when uh, Teddy's <laughs> in the pool and the lobsters are attacking him. She doesn't do it for me in that movie. No. Yeah. She's she's she too hippie. Gorgeous, though. Uh, well, I'll follow you up. I've got, okay. I mean, like I even Shoe need to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I even need to, yeah. There's only two women out there that I am uh, I'm thankful for, and that is obviously Elizabeth Shue and Mary Stuart Masterson. Let's start with Elizabeth Shue. That uh, one's obvious. I don't get the- I'll get to both. Okay. Let, me, let me start with Elizabeth Shue. Okay. From the moment I saw her in Adventures in Babysitting. Yep. And I think I probably saw her in other stuff before that. Because was Back to the Future before Adventures Karate in Babysitting? Karate Kid was before, Karate too. Karate Kid was before that. It was Adventures in Babysitting that did it for me. Really? Not Karate Kid? I loved her in Karate Kid. I, I've, I, I love her, but there's this like seminal moment for me, yeah. right? And it was Adventures in Babysitting. Because I just, in my head, was like, 
I'm like, I, I'm at the age where I can have a babysitter and why can't she be my babysitter? Like, I, and, and I look at me right now. I'm like smiling, talking yeah. about her. Like, you know, look at us. Yeah. Look at us. Yeah. When she came, when she was in the boys, you know, I love the boys yep. when I'm watching the boys and all of a sudden I see her there. Like it felt like I was being visited by an old friend. Yeah. I'm like this. I, I, I have like a, a genuine boyhood crush on her. She has this manic look to her. She just is everything. She's every older girl. That when I was a kid, I looked at and was like uncomfortable around mm-hmm. and blushed in front of. So the seventeen-year-old friend of your sister, yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Thing. Except my sister was younger, but no, you no, understand. No, no I meant like, yeah, you got it. You got the it. idea uh, for for Mary Stuart Masterson. I yeah. think it's it's all about some kind of wonderful. I think that because that movie, so I'm gonna kind of squeeze another thing I'm thankful for. I never. 16 Candles, The Breakfast Club. I thought these movies are great, right? Like Pretty in Pink. Yeah. Actually, Pretty in Pink is the best example. Pretty in Pink didn't resonate with me. Really? Some kind of wonderful did. Yeah. Amanda Jones, right? The unattainable. Yeah. The yeah. the that what he thought he wanted, right? Mm-hmm. This that and and it just for me it clicked that you chase after something you think you want forever, but what you really want has been there the whole time. I love that. I, I love that. That is that is the most American thing in the world. We're all chasing after something that we think we want, but it's always been there the whole time. I say you go chasing. I like eye roll. Yeah, but you, but you don't even, you say that to be funny. Well, you try to be funny. It's not your stick, but like, it's not how you feel at all. I don't know. Uh, every girl I date is out of my league. No, but that's, that is by default because you are a <laughs> troll. So therefore everything is out of your yeah. league. Yeah, there you go. But like, look at, like seriously, right? Like, you have, you are you are consumed with financial success. You want to just hoard your money and your gold under your bed and be a billionaire. But like the reality is, like you're super happy. You have a lot of good stuff going on, man. You have a wonderful fiance. Your family's incredible. Those things have been the same. So yeah. you, you chase. What are you chasing? You could just you could put your feet up on the table and retire. Like a dog right now chasing cars. It's true. I wouldn't know it's what true. to do if I if caught I caught it. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I for her, like I just in that movie Watts to me is just like. And and by the way, I'm I'm not excluding the fact that she's also gorgeous. Does like, the drumming help too? And all no, that it's not even the drumming. It's just like there's okay. something about her where she's just she's beautiful and she's got attitude and she's funny and she's vulnerable and I don't know. Yeah, seems a little needy, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I like needy. I like needy women. Really? Just, not at all. Yeah, I was gonna say Trish is the least needy woman in the world. Yeah, I'm, I'm the needy one. All right, Max. Yeah. Crushes have been taken care of. Moving yeah. back to you, what else are you mm-hmm. uh, thankful for? Let's see. For the scaredy cat in me. So, you know, going into this, I hadn't seen many horror movies and I didn't intend to. You hadn't seen any horror movies? Yeah. I'd seen like The Thing and I'd seen... Terminator 2. Yeah. That's not a horror movie. Uh, When you see it when you're eight years old, it's a horror movie. But I'm so glad that the 80s gave us non-frightening, often hilarious B-level monster movies for scaredy cat clientele like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have like Once Bitten, The Lost Boys, Fright Night, Teen Wolf. Toxic Avenger, Monster Squad, The Goonies, even you know what I mean with a uh, slot. Yeah, I guess. I mean that's a, well, uh, well that's. I, 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 I'll let you have it. I'll yeah. let you have it. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Monster Squad was a better example. Yeah, yeah in yeah. the Nards, Beetlejuice, Little Shop of Horrors, just like these movies where they, I could, they dip their toe into horror films, but they make it palatable to a giant coward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just really enjoyed that because I some of these people have really cool messaging and Beetlejuice like. The design work today. How excited are you for the new Beetlejuice? Oh my god! I saw some uh, photos and video of the new set. Yeah, it's like it's exciting. You think they're gonna let Keaton cook again? I hope so. Do you think he still got it? Ah, uh, yes, I do. Really? 100%. Okay. It's Michael Keaton. It's true. 
He was when he was Batman. The only the re- only redeeming aspect of that Flash movie, which got hammered by everyone, yeah. which by the way only got hammered because the CGI was terrible. Yeah, if you took the CGI out of it, it was actually a damn good movie. Mm. Keaton was it was a master's class. It was yeah. incredible. I loved him in it. Yeah, he's so good. But I also can't separate my nostalgic feelings from like the reality of the movie. I just was so excited to see him as Batman. Yeah. So I mean, him back as Beetlejuice is going to be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm gonna again dovetail, kind of dovetail, I guess. I am thankful for the Goonies. You know, this is my number one all-time favorite film of all time. Yep, like it sits upon its a own golden throne. Yeah, that's it. It's Thanos. And I have we've done a full episode of me explaining why I feel the way I do about Goonies. We've done a whole episode of why you like Howard the Duck, which I still don't understand, <laughs> but whatever. But like, I was thinking about it, Max. The thing about the Goonies that is so powerful to me is that at some level, even when I was younger, I think I understood that this aligns with what my value system is. Like Mm. I want my friends from the goondocks to be a part of my life forever. So here I'm at 44 years old, rounded up six or seven of my buddies. And we went to the Kansas city game at the beginning of the season. Like I, I still to this day am, am doing things with the same goonies that I hung out with when I was in elementary school. That's rare. And we get out and do these trips once or twice a year. And don't get me wrong. The, the Kansas city game was incredible. But it wasn't the game that made it incredible. It was it's, hanging with it's, boys. it's just these guys, yeah. these like these goonies that I've been friends with since literally. I mean, go like Ian, I have known him and been like he was my first best friend going back to fourth grade. That's wild. Right? Yeah. Like Gee, Brian, all those guys, right? Like seventh grade, eighth grade, twelve years old, thirteen years old. I'm forty-four years old. It's three decades of friendship. Three decades, almost four decades with some of these guys. Is and it only getting better? Is it like it, like it a, really it really yeah. kind of is. Yeah. I mean, even like just Bruce came over the other day and we're watching the game and, and like my son is watching Bruce and I like riff off each other and be silly. And yeah. I'm like, my son is watching me hang out with this guy that we've been buddies since like middle school. Yeah. So I, the Goonies was such a great movie because it it for me, it struck a nerve of what my value system was when I was young, which is I, I always wanted to maintain and hold on to this group of of rat scallions that yeah, we had. It's you your know? time down here. But up here, down here, yeah. it's our time. Yeah. Goonies never say die, Max. Don't yeah. ever forget that. You get emotional. I I love that movie. Yeah. Uh back to you, sir. I'm going I've only got I've got well, let me see how many I have left. I got one. I got two. I got three left. All right, cool. Uh I'm going with Patrick Swayze's dance moves because not just Patrick Swayze. No, because the thing is, you can be an action guy. You could be a sly. You could be an Arnold. You'd be a Jean-Claude Van Damme. And you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Jean-Claude Van Damme can dance, dance, my friend. Don't you ever forget. That is the worst. It's kickboxer, right? Yeah. Yeah. With the black. He's part of his training. Yeah. This is the kind of training you love. He gets him wasted. Liquored up and then have to dance. (laughs) So I would dance like that. Patrick Swayze is classically trained as a, a dancer. His mom ran a dance studio in Houston. He yep. married a dancer. He's yep. a hoofer, I think is what they call it, yeah, or a yeah. leg man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're a leg man. Yeah, <laughs> I am. But uh, just the fact that he could straddle, like, hey, I'm also I'm the toughest guy in the room. I can rip your throat out in Roadhouse, but I can also be a vulnerable kind of in a love story like Dirty Dancing or what's the other movie where he dances? Oh, my God. I'm drawing a blank now. The Goonies. No. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Uh <laughs> Wait, what's the other movie he dances in? I don't know. Shut up. What is it? Point Break. No. <laughs> Bodhi doesn't dance. Sure he does. Don't Hold you on. remember Bodhi dancing? I'm so embarrassed right no, now. No, it's okay. It's okay. I have this whole thing. Uh, it, no, no. Don't it, look at me. It was. Uh... <laughs> Kill me. 
Oh my God! Hold on. Oh, Wong Fu, thanks for everything. No, maybe he doesn't dance in another movie. <laughs> um, I don't remember him dancing in any other movie. Okay, good. That's good. Footloose. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing a great job. Keep it up. Now you're doing awesome. Yeah, but the fact that he could just like be dance uh, in one movie in the yeah. 80s is why you love his dancing. I don't know. It's, why it's, didn't you just say you're thankful for Dirty Dancing? Because I wasn't that thankful. <laughs> I, I like Dirty Dancing. I don't love Dirty all right, Dancing. All right. Oh, uh, the Chippendale sketch on Saturday Night Live. That's the other time he that's danced. That's 90s. Yeah, but that's the only other time he danced. No, he danced. Ghost? <laughs> he dances with clay. When is he? When was he the tele or the televangelist? The evangelist child molester? What was that movie? Donnie Darko? Yeah. Did he dance in Donnie Darko? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Max. Great job. This is, is my one, no, this is my one word. You ready? ready? Here we go. You're doing great up until then. Um, I am thankful for. Yeah, it's the only movie. That's okay, then. dude. That's all right. You're doing your best. It's so embarrassing. I'm thankful for Back to the Future. Back to the Future is the most perfectly built film ever made. I, I should draw a distinction between me saying like the Goonies is my favorite film of all time. You can have a favorite film that isn't structurally built perfectly. Back to the Future is the film that if you're teaching a course at like NYU on film. Yeah. You hand them the script and say, this is the most perfectly built script. Build the uh, flex capacitor. Yeah. Like it, the, the story, the beat, the throwback, the, the, the consistency of it, the, the casting, the, the, the pivot they made from Eric Stoltz, who I love. I, Eric Stoltz yeah. is incredible, but Michael J. Fox is Marty McFly. There's nobody else that could play it. So let me pose something though. I'm kind of curious, you know, someone's mom falls in love with them in the past kind of yeah. thing. Is it because it was controversial and like not done before? Is that what part of what makes it perfect? Because selling that, I don't selling think, that dry is sounds crazy. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I don't think that it's as controversial in the in the scope of the film. I don't think that it was like, oh my gosh, wait until they get this part. I don't think that that was seen that way. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's nothing about that film that's not family friendly. I I don't think they just threw a curveball of taboo in there for poops and giggles. Yeah, yeah. I'm just curious. I don't know. It just seems weird. It seems out of context for the whole I think, movie. I see. That's the thing is, I actually think that the movie is so good and so yeah. well built. It doesn't even make you. You don't get an ooh factor out of it. Yeah, you're yeah. Not like, but so, but someone thought of that though. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, but I get it because like, what would be the worst thing that would happen if you went back in the past? Your mom falls in love with you. Like that would be like the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. Or, so from a storytelling perspective, it's like, what is the most awful thing? Like, okay, you meet your dad. Yeah. You want to help your dad, and then you end up inadvertently destroying mm-hmm. your dad's relationship with your mom because she falls in love with you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, it's it, it the the sexual aspect of it that's weird. Yeah. That's just Oedipal. Yeah. Like it's not as bad, but the the overall story, and then just like the DeLorean. Yep. What other car could have done it? Like it, it's just everything about it. It's one of those movies like Predator. When you and I talk about how there's nothing I'd change about Predator. What do you change in Back to the Future? You're given the magic wand. What are you adjusting? Huey Lewis, the music is incredible. The score is incredible. Uh, Doc Brown, Christopher Lloyd nails it. Leah Thompson nails it. Chris, Crispin yeah. Glover nails yeah. it. Like they're, you know, like, hey, you yeah. get your damn hands <laughs> off of her. Like he's the just, 1950s he's of it too. weird and awkward. And yeah, yeah and, and that's the other thing the too. Sci-fi. It's a it's a period piece. Yeah. And and yet you still are bought in and it doesn't feel weird and it's and it's, it's super 80s too and it's super 80s yeah. right the yeah. power of love yeah. the power of love <laughs> and then you get back to the future 2 and back to the future 2 you're just like what this is amazing yeah they just shot like they're showing the scenes i remember when karate kid 2 came out 
and they show the last scene of Karate Kid 1. And then they're in the parking lot, and you never saw that part in yep. Karate Kid 1 where Kreese is like, you know, beating up his students and then breaks, Miyagi, the glass. breaks the glass. Yeah. And I remember just being like, this is so cool to me that this picks up, it, like shot for shot, picks up where it left. Yeah. Unbelievable. And that's Back to the Future 1 and 2, right? So yeah. I'm thankful for that. I like those it. films. Three, I could have lived without, but whatever. I still haven't seen it. It's okay. Yeah. It's fun because of the, you know, the characters. The Western. It's Western, right? Yeah. It's okay. Okay. Uh, ZZ Top's in it, so that's kind of fun. Yeah. I'll go for another movie that I'm thankful for. Uh, It's kind of random, but uh, they don't, um, God, I sound like an old man today. Yeah. They don't make them like this anymore. Sure. So adult dramas that are kind of just intense and are just kind of beautiful and tell a love story, but also has some action to them. An Officer and a Gentleman. It's a great movie. It is. I got nowhere else to, to go. go. It's like, where else nowadays do you get this kind of movie? And also, I mean, Richard Gere never really had Don't to lift me up where you <laughs> Yeah. Now. It's got the iconic ending, but Richard Gere was an A-list actor who never really, outside of this and Pretty Woman, never hit where he should have. You yeah. know what I mean? And also Deborah Winger, who's notoriously hard to work with. She's incredible. She's incredible. Movie. This and in terms of endearment, oh, it's like you thought. This was gonna. I, I saw. We the can't other, talk about terms of endearment. I saw. By the way, I saw Rachel's getting married. Have you seen that? I have not. What is it about? It's a 2008 movie about a weird wedding, uh, and Anne Hathaway's a recovering addict who comes back home for a wedding. Okay. And Deborah Winger's like the kind of disillusioned mom, and it's so intense and so weird to see her again. She's still beautiful. Yeah. yeah. But it's like she's been nowhere for 25 years. Yeah. yeah. And Luke Gossett Jr. and Robert Loja. Oh, Mr. Loja. But training montages and someone said this the other. Someone said this the other day. This is like. Top Gun's older, more serious brother. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. Isn't that nice? Yeah. I like yeah. That. Or is it Iron Eagle's <laughs> less crazy, non-psychotic kid sister? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, just something about like a factory town, kind of learning a skill yeah. and growing as a person and bonding with your like officer or someone who's trying to sure. like shape you. It just and also I mean like, the suicide hit me really hard. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah, but yeah, I know. David Keith, not Keith David. Yeah. And, you know, kind of the cruelty of humanity and people faking pregnancies and weird stuff like that. You're getting all serious, man. Yeah. I like that. I don't know. I just love this movie. Uh, Last two? Yeah. Yeah, Maybe we'll do more than last two. I've got maybe more than that. Uh, I'll do this one fast. Uh, I can't can't do a What I'm Thankful For episode without saying Jim Henson and Frank Oz. Yep. I can't get into the depth of this, but... Max, all credit to you. You introduced me to Rick and Morty. You said, Mo, you got to watch the show. And since watching it, I'm obsessed with it. Yep. Rick and Morty, South Park, The Simpsons, Futurama, Ren and Stimpy, SpongeBob SquarePants. Yep. There is a type of cartoon that exists that's morphed from four kids, but adult humor to flat out adult humor. But Jim Henson crawled so that those could walk. Yep. And the the idea that you could create something that is children content, but doesn't treat the children like Teletubbies do. It's not Goo Goo Gaga. It's yeah. adult themes, humor, inside jokes that your dad gets, but the kid doesn't. The two old guys are my favorite. <clears throat> Everything about that the Muppet movies, right? The, the, how ambitious that was to create an entire feature film. That is essentially for kids, but adults were loving it. The cameos, Steve Martin. I mean, all these the New York people, of it all. It's, just, it's yeah. just incredible. Frank Oz from the coaching tree, then taking that 
and being and, and working on films like Trading Places and and Big Trouble Little Big China. Trouble Little no, no, sorry, no, uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop, yeah, Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, and Dirty then even Gandalf. Stripes, yeah. right? Not Stripes, Jesus. Um, Spies Like Us. Oh, okay, yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah you're like right. Us, yeah. Um, and his career, and then doing the voice of Yoda, and I just those two guys. Uh, they're the two. Most influential people in my life are Frank Oz and Jim Henson from nice. like a Hollywood yeah. perspective. They're just the best. And then, I'm sorry, back to you, Max. I, I rushed through that because I've got two more and I know we're short on time. So continue. I'll do a quick one. Uh, Eric Roberts yelling in Best of the Best. That's a good one. Pop it in. Pop it in. Dumbest moment of my life was when you were like, yeah, Eric Roberts is Julia Roberts' brother. I'm like, yeah. what? They look, I know, they look they, alike. I know, Max, the minute you said it, I'm like, holy yeah. crap. I just never put two and two together. He's, he's climbing up my board. For like one of my favorite actors, he's wild. He's been in seven hundred twenty-five movies. He was in the replacements. You saw him in the replacements, right? What's he was he in, in the... one of them. He was the bad guy in one of the replacement movies. You mean the Expendables? Yes, not yeah. the replacements. Miles and miles of art. <laughs> the Expendables, the recyclables. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm so dumb. But uh, okay, that was my quick one. But also, birth of video game culture and movies. So like the Wizard. Oh, you're going back to back. I don't know. I thought that was and a the quick Wizard one. wasn't an eighties movie. It's nineteen eighty nine. What? Yeah. Fred Savage? Yeah. Why haven't we done an episode on The Wizard? Can we? Can we? Yes. Okay, cool. Oh, my yeah. God. I thought yeah. it was 90s. No. Right, go ahead. I'm sorry. But The Power Glove, uh, yeah. The Last Starfighter, Tron, and War Games. Yeah. Just there's something like beautiful and kind of fun and nerd loving about that. Yeah. Like I remember being in my room playing, playing like uh, World of Warcraft and stuff like that. <laughs> you think it's out far? That's, that's immediately. Stan. Like, yeah, Stan. <laughs> oh, that's good. All right. So uh, what do I got? What do I got? What do I got? All right, I'm down to my last two. Yep. Uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. There are tons of examples of classic Christmas movies, classic, you know, um, Fourth of July movies. I, I don't know of another movie that singularly owns a holiday like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles does for Thanksgiving. Independence Day? But there's no born on the Fourth of July. Is that about. The 4th of July, really? No, but it's got the name 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> got you there. It counts it up. It counts up. Back to planes, trains, and automobiles. We're going to survive. Every <laughs> Today's, ah, uh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> planes, trains, and automobiles is the chef's kiss of everything John Hughes. Mm. It, it takes everything that we've talked about that we love about the voice of the kid, the voice of the child, the voice of the teenage, teenage angst, the Breakfast Club, Weird Science, and then it evolves it to the adult level that everybody watches this and they get it. This this man, Steve Martin, who is working too much and not spending enough time with his family. This, and cheated on his wife. Cheat, well, that's the that's not even <laughs> released in that. But like, it's think about how many times it's been imitated, right? Like, I mean, Family Guy's done it. No, American I mean, Dad. no, but even oh, more the, than that, the story idea. No, like yeah. the Tommy Boy is a remake of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and like it's okay. I don't even have a problem with that, but. The fact that this movie is just warm and touching and beautiful and and I, and I watch it every year on Thanksgiving and my kids watch it now and it's just, I love it. And then I'll give you my final one and then we'll go to you to wrap yep. since you did a back-to-backer. Uh, the Great Outdoors. The Great Outdoors to me is a movie that it's not this blockbuster, box office, whatever. It's my favorite John Candy film. So I've gotten, I've tried to get you to do this for an episode and you keep putting it off. Why is that? I don't know. Too, too, it's too, it's too much? Too much for me. It's seriously? Okay. It's Max, sometimes you'll bring this up where you'll talk about how like there's like one movie that like just gotcha. Real but, genius, but yeah. I totally lied. I have one more I have to do after this, by okay. the way. But <laughs> you just made me think of something I have to do right after this. 
I'll do it fast though. So the reason that the great outdoors is what it is to me is because I just saw myself in John Candy when yeah. I was a kid, as I got older, I'm like, I want to be this like lovable oaf who makes a lot of mistakes, but at the end of the day wants nothing more than just for his family to love him and to bring cook everyone together. Yeah, yeah. And just cook hot dogs. That's I, that's all I want to be is John Candy. <laughs> I do have to, I'll end on this, which you'll love. I can't believe I forgot this. Your wife kind of looks like the wife in great outdoors. A little bit. I don't know. I don't really see that. I don't well, she's know. blonde see, and tolerates you, see, you. You see weird things. You see dead people. <laughs> um, Vision Quest. Okay. Wow. I told you ever, ever since we did that episode on Vision yeah. Quest, it hasn't left my head. Yeah. So I'm I, I'm, when I go to the gym, the first song I listen to is- The Journey Song? Yeah, that Journey Song. Yeah. Only the Young. Yeah. I, Max, I don't know what it is about that movie. Small town. That, so for me, this is your real, this is your real genius. Like yeah. I can't- the sum of the parts of that movie are bigger than the movie. Like mm. there's something about that movie that just resonates with me and I love it to death and I'm yeah. thankful for its existence. Yeah. And I'm not even like a high school wrestler. Yeah. The six minute speech. Shoot. It's not about the six minutes. Oh what happens I in love the six it. minutes. All right, Max, I'm done. What's your last one? Go. Well, you kind of related to it. So I get obsessive. One of my favorite things to do on TikTok is to watch high school videos of like Shaquille O'Neal or Kevin Garnett. I'm really or, glad you added the Shaquille O'Neal part of that. I'm like, why are you watching high school videos on TikTok? <laughs> Creep. Go ahead. Sorry. sorry. Or Patrick Mahomes, like yeah, yeah. before they were, became like, you yeah, know, yeah. the dominant thing. And it's like, my God, the talent, the five tools, all the structure. Mm-hmm. And for me in the eighties, it was Val Kilmer. Yeah. Cause he's the five tool player. He's one of the most handsome men on the face of the earth. Sure. He's singing. He's dancing. I think that's why I count. He can do drama. He can do comedy. Sense of humor. And he's got versatile acting. And he can be in an action movie. And real genius for you is like, it's it's his his St. Mary's high school championship game where he flexed for the first time. Well, it's like being an introverted nerd. He's like, hey, it's okay if you're smart. You can eventually be like me. And I I was like, oh. Okay. Uh, Real Genius is just an absolutely incredible movie. Yeah. And I mean, his 80s in general, it's like top secret, Real Genius, Top Gun, and Willow. And it's like, he only does one other movie called Kimley Again, which I've seen parts of, but you know, it's kind of, it's just a throwaway movie. But those four is like the versatility, the staying power, and the iconic, iconicness of them. It's like, he just didn't miss. You know what I mean? And it's just, uh, there's something special about him to me. You know, it's funny. Do you know, it's like, uh, you know how there's some actors that inhabit the same space? Like they're kind of like very similar to each other. Yeah, like someone market corrected someone. Yeah, Patrick Swayze and Val Kilmer have the same feel to me. Interesting. I think uh, Patrick Swayze is more vulnerable and a little cornier because like he'll cry a little bit more and it's like he'll do the bad movie a little bit more. Yeah, but like also, yeah. The, who do you who the, do you think's a better actor? I think Val Kilmer's a better actor. That's what I think so too. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. I think Patrick Swayze's like the S- B movie version of him. What was Swayze? Did Swayze ever have his heat moment? Because I think Val Kilmer's best, like dramatic acting role, yeah. was Heat. Oh, Batman! To Batman Forever, <laughs> I love him in Batman. Jesus Christ! Yeah, That's but amazing. no, Patrick Swayze. He had this movie Three Wishes where he's really good. He's playing kind of a homeless guy who's a uh, actual genie. Okay, but it didn't take off. Hmm. Yeah. All right. It's good, Max. Yeah. Let's see what Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight we can be thankful for this thankful thanking season. Thank, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Max, this week's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is mega friend of the show, 
Tony Huddleston Mr. Jr. Mr. Positive. Mr. Positive. So this is a guy who I open up my inbox and there's a positive affirmation. Once, yeah. Once just love week. you guys. Keep it going. Hope he you're j- having a great week. He just had a medical scare. Got yeah. through it. He's doing great. Yeah. Uh, excited to have him on as our spotlight. I, I expect nothing but aces from him. So they'll be great to hear what he had to say. I believe you just asked him for one or a couple of his uh, 80s movie moments that he's thankful for, yep. correct? All right, well, let's hear what Tony had to say. Hey, Mo and Max, this is Tony Huddleston Jr. coming back again to be this week's Buzzna Tower fan spotlight. I was asked to give one 80s movie thing that I am thankful for. And the one 80s movie thing I am thankful for comes from the 1984 classic, The Karate Kid. And if anybody can guess, that one thing that I am thankful for from this movie is the crane kick. Because as the great Mr. Miyagi himself says, if do right, no can defend. Hope you guys are well. Again, this is Tony Huddleston Jr. I am very honored to be back to be this week's Buzzing the Tower fan spotlight. You guys keep doing what you're doing. Keep it up. Love the podcast. Love you guys. Hope you're having a great day and happy Thanksgiving to you all. See ya. It's a great call. It is. I should have put the Karate Kid on my list of films I'm thankful for as well. Yeah, Elizabeth Shue already, though. I did. But I mean, let me. we'll get to Tony in a second because now it makes me want to talk about the Karate Kid. Just how you felt about the whole video game thing, yeah. t- tapping into this like nerve with you. Like the Karate Kid is such a great story about not fitting in, not feeling like you're a part of anything, and just someone taking the time to help you fit in in a different way and that leading to this like success. So, like your standard high school, like I want to be a cool kid, this is different. Yeah. This is like you're not going to be a cool kid, you're going to get beat up by a bunch of awful people who a lot of times later in life you end up being friends with <laughs> by the way did you see the uh a new karate kid movies in production yeah with jackie chan and ralph macchio no i didn't know that yeah, yeah. i'm so far behind i'm like two seasons behind on the show i'm not talking about cobra I, kai. no i know okay, okay but okay. i'm saying like you segued into that so i'm, I'm wondering sure. if the i wonder if the story is going to follow the cobra kai like you it's going to take oh, place I, I, right I, I maybe i have no idea because it's, it's character. all canon. Yeah, yeah, it's all canon. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so Tony's point, the crane kick, if done right, no defend, is so good. Yeah. So good. The image of him with his one leg up is it's, like it's forever. amazing. Bum, yeah. bum, yeah. bum, <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Give me a moment other than that and Rocky, where it's just like the crescendo of the music and it's like Ba, 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 ba. Like like in a sports film where like it's that good. So the intensity, I mean, the silence from Major League into the remember when he's running down the base path and yeah. then it comes. Yeah. That, but, that, but that's different. That's, no, that? that's different. But you're right. That's yeah. a good one. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, I like that one too. Thank you. Uh, oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. Tony, thank you so much for popping in. Have a great Thanksgiving, Max. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Uh, rate, review, follow, subscribe. Check out the show. Check out social media at Buzz in the Tower, especially TikTok, B-U-Z-Z-N, the Tower. Uh, I got nothing else other than to you, to your family, to Selena, who obviously hates me still. Tell her uh, very, very happy Thanksgiving. Nothing but love. And I will end by saying thank you to all of our listeners who have supported us. We're coming up on our three-year anniversary. Oh, my God. We should do something special. That is incredible. Yeah. Maybe you should stay home. (laughs) Grateful for you, buddy. All right. How do you want to finish, Max? What do you got? That was it. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.